Ramble. Good morning, everybody. It is a rainy, rainy morning uh, of, of, of like, what a strange thing in L.A. to wake up to rain. Um, I almost didn't wake up because it was raining. I don't know why. Yeah, it's like sunny and like humid. I went outside yeah. this morning and there was water on the car. I was like, did it did it rain? Weird. So weird. Well, what is anywho, rain? that was Maggie that you heard. Good morning, Maggie. Good morning. And we've got Becky. Morning. And of course, me. <laughs> My name is Ariel. Uh, we're trying out the ear pods today. So it's I, I, I'm feeling a little strange uh, listening to myself talk. Um, and, but anywho, uh, we've got a great show for you guys today. <laughs> I feel like. A news anchor. <laughs> a news anchor. We've got a great show for you guys today. Uh, Maggie's coming in hot with some medical myths and mysteries. Yes. Uh, and then we're going to take a look at a book that I recently uh, re-earthed. Mm -hmm. um, Amy Vanderbilt's complete book of etiquette. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. But what have you guys been up to this weekend? What's what's going on on this Monday morning? Um, we celebrated Zach's birthday today's his actual birthday Ooh. um so we don't have a lot of plans for today we celebrated a lot this weekend and this week we actually have tickets to go to yosemite Ooh. um so we'll be doing that so today's kind of like a low-key day we may be going to fancy sushi oh for dinner Ooh. sasabune yes nice. yeah so we got dinner reservations there and then what else? Yosemite. I heard that they were doing the ticket thing. Yes. Where you have to get tickets mm -hmm. and you have to get them like two weeks before or one week before and they sell out immediately. I think our friends actually got the tickets for us. We're yeah. meeting up with one of my friends who lives in Northern California who was actually on this podcast before, Samra. Um, and she got them months in advance. Wow. And then we just kept pushing it and kept pushing it and we're finally going to go. And it's our mm -hmm. very first time in Yosemite. I actually haven't been before. Oh, wow. I grew up in California. So yeah, that's gonna be so fun. And Yosemite is not the one that has the geysers, right? That's uh, Yellowstone. I believe they have, I, it's going to be dry right now for sure. Oh, okay. Um, that's all I know. Where, which one has old faithful? Becky, I I'm believe looking at you. that's Yellowstone. Thank y'all. I know where's <laughs> Samra when we need her. <laughs> I know. I think it's Yellowstone. Yeah. I think it's Yellowstone that has old faithful yeah. because it faithful it, and it, it, it faithfully, uh, uh, explodes every like, I don't know, 45 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why it's named that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's always so consistent. It's, it's so consistent. Yeah. yeah. Although I wonder if it's still consistent with, uh, climate change. Becky, what were you up to this weekend? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. We had a friend's birthday party, so there were a lot of babies at our house. Oh, that's so fun. So we had the kitty pool out. Oh, I the love kitty the kitty pool. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Did you have to check out that tree? It's not out yet. Oh, sorry. I know. Yeah. A tree died. And I'm loving the old school uh, merch that you've got here, but it's so faded that like it's, it's it's very light. It's very like you almost couldn't tell. Yeah, right? yeah, you almost couldn't tell. <sighs> it's what's what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, subtle. 
subtle. It's I thought you subtle. were going to come up with like a fashion term. Uh, me? <laughs> You're coming up with a fashion term? Oh my God. Oh, oh, no. Guys, listen to this. I finally bit the bullet and I bought Crocs. No, you didn't. I oh. did. I did. Well, okay, go on. What color, uh, like, do they have the pins? I uh, was strongly against getting them for the longest time. And then finally, well, one, we are going camping. And Samra was like, they're a really good camping shoe. Two, a lot of people at work have been wearing them. And I, like, finally have been influenced. And mm. I bought a very light neon. It's like a blend between neon green and neon yellow. Okay, so it's so it's a wow. it's a lime. Yeah, you got I ordered some crocs. pins already. You got pins. Yeah. I got oh some God. gummy bear pins. I got a hot Cheeto pin, and my third one is just like a retro looking flower. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Nice. You know, I feel like. How do you guys feel about Crocs, Becky? <laughs> please. <laughs> I um, don't wear them. Yeah. I did. I wore them when I worked in a restaurant because they made these like non-slip Mary Janes. Mm. Ah. They're called Crocs for the workplace. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's the only time I've worn them. <laughs> I have never owned a pair of Crocs, uh, but I recently discovered native shoes, which mm -hmm. are uh, primarily kids' shoes. They're they're basically Crocs for kids. Mm -hmm. um, uh, because they're the same material. They're like that that like foam. Um, I don't know if Crocs are actually made of foam, but they're like foamy. Mm -hmm. And uh, but the the shape of um of native shoes are like um I don't know they're like just normal shoe sneakers? shapes. Yeah, they're kind of like sneakers, but they're not sneakers. They're just slip ons. Oh, okay. Um, they're like sneakers without the uh laces. Mm. And uh, they recently started making them for adults. And so Wes has been wearing these for like two years now. He wears them every single day. You guys have probably seen them. I've he, seen them. He Are wears they a white? Little, yeah, yeah. He, he, he wears his little white native shoes. Um, and they have like holes in them, just <laughs> Sorry, like Crocs. Finn fully has your whole purse in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have Finn here with us today, everybody. Uh, we'll pan down at some point because uh, he's just chilling on the floor. <laughs> he's like, I want to eat this. Wrap. But he is playing with Maggie's purse right now. He got my sunglasses for a second. Mm -hmm. I hope he's having so much fun. He's going to go for your shoes next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Maybe I should hide those because those aren't clean necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> also, bold choice to go barefoot in the in the podcast. In this office. I know. I just, they slip off because I sit <laughs> like this. And so I'm just going to, yeah. It's a carpet. You know, it's, it's a carpet. It's a carpet. Yeah, it's a carpet. it definitely gets cleaned. Uh, it gets cleaned. It does. It does get clean. The, I, I bought a Dyson vacuum specifically to clean this this carpet. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, I will vacuum it because I don't know if anybody else does. I also just I feel weird so. being so close to Finn's head in shoes. So I, think I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's baby. He wouldn't even know. He's baby. He's just a baby. And also he wears a helmet, which protects him from a great many things, yeah. including his brother. <laughs> But yeah, so so West wears these these native <laughs> shoes, uh, and they're, they're like they can be water shoes, but they can also be, but they're like great. Uh, they have good support, and he just wears them on the playground. And you can wash them. You just like wash them with soap and water, just like a dish, mm -hmm. you know. So like every once in a while, I'll just wash them in the um, or you can put them in the dishwasher. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's kind of nice. I know it's yeah. They can't get too hot. I think they're like top. Top rack. Top rack. Um, but uh, I recently got a pair for myself. They have not arrived yet, mm. but I will report back. But they do feel like Crocs yeah. to me. 
I'm all about comfort yeah. over fashion in most cases. Yeah. I still like looking nice, but. Absolutely. As I've gotten older. Yeah. They could be like shower shoes. Yeah. What do you wear at work now? Do you wear the dance coats? Yeah, I wear, well, I wear Sunitas, which look exactly like dance coats, but I've been wearing Sunitas for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And the clogs, uh, it didn't take me very long to be like, okay, these are the most comfortable things that I can wear right now. Hi, uh-huh. Bubba's. <laughs> I fully exact when we first started dating, he saw them right by our, my front door and he's like, what are these? He would like wear them to go take out the trash. No, he wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Are you guys the same shoe size? We're not. He's a nine and a half. Okay. And I'm an eight in women. So he, men's shoes are like what? Two sizes bigger? I believe it's two and a half. So he is a, a like a nine in men's. Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Nine or nine and a half. It depends on the brand. Which means that his shoe size in women. So he's is, an 11 and a half. Yeah, it's like an 11 and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So you guys have massively different uh, mm-hmm. sized feet. But he still squeezes in there. That's hilarious. Which is frustrating because the Sunitas will bind to your footbed. It's supposed to be like a Birkenstock. Oh. Yeah, so he'll mess up my mold. Oh my goodness. Yeah. All right, guys. I have a medical misconception myth today. Do you guys, did you guys ever hear that carrots can help your eyesight? Were you ever told that as a kid? I tell that to us all the time. That they need to eat lots of carrots. What is the opposite? Is that you're not supposed to eat a lot of carrots. We're not supposed to eat a lot of carrots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because we have a friend who has macular degeneration and he doesn't often eat Eat carrots. carrots. Oh, interesting. I've heard the opposite. Yeah. I, when I was growing up, I started using glasses when I was in the second grade. And I just remember my grandmother always making carrot juice for me and like blending it, juicing it. And she's like, you need to eat lots of carrots to support your vision and your eye health. And like, I've heard that. Is that a myth? It's a myth. <gasps> Stop. Yes. It- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It is. I learned this recently and I was like, I should talk about it because I don't think a lot of people know this. Actually. Isn't it, the, it, it don't carrots have vitamin A in them? Yes. And that is supposed to help with eyesight? Or, yes. There okay. has been studies published like back in 1998 that says that vitamin A does support eye health. Yeah. But it doesn't matter how many carrots you eat. You're not going to stop needing glasses or your vision's right. not oh, going to yeah. get better. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I know that you're not supposed to eat like a ton of carrots because you will turn orange. <gasps> yeah. You can take it's the, true. the supplement you, beta carotene, right? Yeah. Is what's in carrots. Yeah. If you take that supplement, people say it's supposed to make you tan. Because uh, it actually what? makes you turn makes a you little orange. orange. I don't. I mean, you have to eat a lot. But like, Maggie's would you like, want to have an orange tan? <laughs> would you want that? Shape? No, no, of course not. You're not supposed to, I mean, you're not supposed to like eat a ton of carrots to make you tan. That it doesn't actually like, work. It's like if you eat a thousand blueberries, you'll turn blue. Mm. According to Willy Wonka. Oh. Do blueberries turn your skin a color? 
I don't think so. Oh. No, they do not. Absolutely not. They don't. <laughs> have you guys have you guys ever uh, tried to use natural dyes to like dye dye clothes or something like that? Blueberries are amazing. They're they're fuchsia. Wow. Fuchsia. They're like or like if you make a drink with blueberries or something like oh, that. Oh yeah. It's their skin the skin is like very potent, but the yeah. actual inside of a blueberry looks like a grape. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. But like the color of once you muddle them is not blue. Oh. It's I've never muddled blueberries. It's, what it's fuchsia. Oh. Yeah. It's oh, like no. it's like neon purple pink. Oh, wow. it's beautiful. Yeah. So the the where it came from is back when the Germans and the British were in a war. Uh-huh. Um British it was British propaganda because they had just come out with AI or radar technology to detect other ships. Oh. And they wanted to throw off the Germans on what they were doing. So they put out all this propaganda that they were eating lots of carrots to increase their vision. And that's where the myth came from. What? Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's radar technology. <gasps> that's crazy. Yeah. Big carrot. You know yeah, what I for you. also <laughs> heard actually on um, one of our last episodes of Baby Steps, mm -hmm. we were doing something with um, Jenny Best who um, uh, runs a, a company called Solid Starts, but we were talking about iron for babies because mm -hmm. breast milk doesn't have very much iron in it because, mm -hmm. and I uh, make sure to, to, to fact check me, everybody who's listening, but uh, like basically <laughs> what is happening is it doesn't have much iron in it because the iron because iron binds to bacteria. And so, and so when it doesn't have very much iron in it, that means that it's like a little bit more, uh, um, antibacterial, mm. you know? And, and so like, huh. yeah. And, and so breast milk doesn't have very much iron <clears throat> in it is, is what I'm trying to say. And so when a breastfed baby starts, um, starts eating solids, you want to give them a lot of iron. And, uh, and so I was, I was saying to Jenny, like, oh, of course. Yeah. So we gave him lots of spinach and she was like, actually spinach doesn't have that much iron in it. Mm. Right. I, I, right. That's what we were always told. That's yeah. what we were, well, we were always to told. And Popeye's apparently somebody made a decimal error, uh, in like the thirties when they were studying, <laughs> like doing the food studies mm -hmm. and, and said that it had, you know, a, a multiple of a hundred times more iron than it actually did. And then like, you know, throughout the, the thirties, forties, fifties, and like with Popeye's and everything, um, or Popeye's, Popeye, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Popeye's, Big um, no, chicken. With, with like, with like Popeye eating the, the canned spinach and all that it, and like making him really strong, it made it even more so like in people's minds that, oh, spinach has lots and lots of iron. Are you, are you looking it up, Miles? Are you yeah, fact-checking me? Totally right. It's wow. fascinating, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. So here we are. Uh, I mean, Maggie, you blended spinach with banana this morning. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, yes, it's still a leafy green. It's still very healthy for you, but it's it doesn't have as fiber. much iron as yeah. you think it does. <gasps> wow. Right? So what food should you eat if you want a lot of iron? Brussels Meat. Sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> Brussels sprouts. Okay, Brussels sprouts, apparently. But um, no decimal error there. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, meat. Honestly, meat. like uh, uh, she said that the best thing to feed, she said the best thing to feed a like an infant is liver. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I know. Oh god, I know. That's exactly what I thought. Oh I my was god, like, no! That's disgusting. Oh. I don't even know how to 
cook liver. That's oh, gross. No. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like you can cook it soft for for babies. Yeah. So they could just gum these like what? Just <laughs> nub a little meat stick. Yeah. Isn't that so gross? Yeah. I know. But I mean, no wonder there are so many people that are uh, iron deficient because they're probably like downing uh, uh, spinach thinking that they're getting iron if they're not. Mm -hmm. I feel like this should be like a news story. Like they need to like put out a spinach needs to put out a press release and say that they like lied to us all these years. I know. I mean, it's probably in big spinach. It's probably in their best interest that Uh, people think that that, that spinach has iron in it. Deep in the pockets of the politicians. Yeah. So maybe maybe spinach spinach. line people's pockets. It's just, you know, you just grow it. Yeah. And it's maybe not. big big spinach is putting the kibosh on all of these news stories <laughs> that, that 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 are saying that they don't have as much iron. They're like, no, we're not gonna tell anybody. Big Brussels sprout and big spinach big have Brussels been involved spin- in litigation since the nineties. <laughs> oh man. Suing for defamation. <laughs> yeah. Big spinach should sue big celery. You guys hear the whole celery juice? No. I listen to a podcast on oh. this on like Celery juicing. Just tell us more. What, what? Tell me now. You gave me my first celery juice. I did. What happened to celery what juice? What happened to celery juice? You got me drinking it now. You're going back. <laughs> I remember like Kelsey Darrow went on a celery juice kick for a while. She said it like changed her skin. Yeah. Basically, there is a man. He is <laughs> known is as the medical medium and it started with him. Okay. And he has all these medical claims that it can... All these things that you can't really support, but it's basically like if you have eczema, if you have skin problems, Uh if you have adrenal fatigue, if you're chronically stressed, um, I think like managing sugar cravings and like all these different things. And it just had all these like crazy claims. I'll send you the podcast link. We can link it in the description or, but it's very fascinating. But basically, um, the prices of spinach was growing up like when this was booming. Uh-huh. Um, and yes, like it has you mean like celery. Or yeah. Spinach was or sorry. Up. It's celery was going oh. up, but basically it is like drinking green juice. Yes. Very good for you. But like all the claims that he did have not necessarily not true. True. Interesting. Hmm. Well, yeah. I will tell you the claim that is factually correct about celery juice. It will make you shit your pants. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's yeah. like a colonic. It is so good for making you just poop right away in the morning. He's like, poop out confirm. all the poop that's in you. Can confirm. <laughs> will make you poop your pants. Maggie gave my, my first celery juice when I was at work one day. Can confirm. <laughs> I destroyed that bathroom. <laughs> but when you start drinking it more regularly, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. You just, you just, it, boop, it, boop. It, it, it'll make you regular. Yeah. It makes you regular. And it's like good to hydrate yourself before you have your morning tea or coffee. Like most people just wake up dehydrated because most people don't want to be peeing all night. So they stop water intake very early in the evening. And so, yeah. Talk about changing your skin. I mean, just drinking water mm-hmm. <laughs> will change your skin. Yeah. And so if you're drinking a bunch of celery juice, I mean, there's, there, there's a good amount of like water in celery, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. what are those? Uh, there's a bunch of vegetables that are like more water than anything. It's like cucumbers, celery, watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, those are like hydrating foods that you can eat them or you can juice them or whatever. And they're like mostly water. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah, I, I've always found that really interesting. And I've always found th- like the whole thing about juice, mm-hmm. you know, because I went on, I remember going on a, on a juice fast uh, before we moved to LA. I was like, I was like, we're moving to LA. I'm going to go on a juice fast. Oh, no. <laughs> and, you know, so I was juicing all sorts of things. I was making like beet juice and I was making, uh, you know, green juices. And then I was reading something about how juice isn't actually that good for you. Because it's juice. Yeah. It's like you're you're basically taking the sugars out of uh fruits and vegetables, especially if you're if, if you're juicing fruits. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but you're losing all the fiber. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely depends on what you're juicing too. Right. Cause I'm yeah. a big we love our juicer. Mm-hmm. Love yeah. to morning juice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do lose all the fiber yeah. of it. And so so what do you juice it in your morning juice? What do I juice in my morning juice? Well, celery. Celery. Right. I do my celery. Got it. No, got so it. Celery is not. Okay. My problem with it too is that he had like such specific instructions for you to benefit. He's like, okay, you have to drink 16 ounces of it and you can't juice ahead. You have to juice and you have to drink it within two hours of you juicing. Cause then if not, you lose like 70% of the nutrients or what? something crazy, like a big percentage. Yeah. So that's wow. like the whole celery juice, like. He said that, or that's that's the, his. The fa- oh, that's what that's he his, says. I yeah. was like, you could keep juice if there's no ve- or no yeah. fruit in it. You could keep it for twenty four hours, and you can't mix it. Like, there's a lot of people who enjoy <clears throat> ginger or carrots, right? Um, but oh. I, I still enjoy my juice, but I don't drink it thinking that it's going to be like my end all, right? Exactly. Um, yeah. Thing that's gonna. Hey. <laughs> Hello, juice. Finn. Do you have something to say? Do you like juice, Finn? Kids never had juice. I know. He he only recently started drinking water. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Milk. Milk. <laughs> yeah, because they they sell celery juice in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it, obviously they juice that ahead of time. <laughs> very expensive too. Yes, yeah, very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it would be so much less expensive if you just bought a bunch of celery. Yeah. Did Celery's you know cheap. you could also grow your own celery from store bought celery? Yep. <gasps> Tell mm-hmm. me more. Cut the little butt off and uh-huh. then you just put it in water and you basically like propagate it like you would propagate like a leaf cutting. Oh. And then once it's got a couple little roots and once it's starting to sprout at the top, you transfer it over into your dirt. Wow. And if you drink like plant-based milks, you can cut out the little front of the milk carton, put it on its side poke a couple holes in it and you'll have your own little like watering station. That's nice. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to say then you can grow your own plant-based milk. <laughs> milk yeah, and grow your own uh, apple or not apple tree, grow your own almond tree. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I was, I, I was just trying to imagine where you were going with that. Uh, I was like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah. It like sits on its side and you just fill it with dirt and then mm. you don't have to buy anything to put it in. That's you really cool. Put it in a window. That's really smart. Yeah. Do you guys buy green onions anymore? Green onions? So if you just keep the root and cut off the stem and you put it near a window, it grows back. Really? <gasps> yeah. In water. In, in water. water. Okay. <laughs> you got to put water in it. Okay. But yeah, yeah. it freaks Zach out because it gets super long. He's like, that thing grew again. It's yeah. creeping it me It grew out. again. <laughs> yeah. You just take little cuttings off the top. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Wow. Yeah. Regrow your food, man. Regrow it. Regrow. Regrow. You don't got to buy it no more. Our garden is out of control right now. Yeah, we had two very small tomato plants that just took over. I can't even get to my worms right now, but I think I think that, that the heat, much over. I think that the heat killed them when we were gone for like a week. Oh I no. Know, I know. I'm really 
sad. So a lot of people are wondering uh, whether or not it's just as good juicing versus eating the fruit or vegetable itself. And um, from what I've heard, I don't know, I don't have this like textbook information, Mm. but um, when you're juicing like a lot of fruits and not being mindful of how much sugar you're intaking, sometimes if you like make an entire juice of strawberries, you're eating maybe double or triple the amount of strawberries you normally would when you're eating, let's say, just strawberries after dinner. So juicing is really nice and smoothies are great. Um, but just being mindful of how much, if you're keeping the fiber in it versus not keeping the fiber in it, because you lose that when you're juicing, you don't lose it when you're having a smoothie. There's this documentary, I think it's on Netflix or Hulu, one or the other. And it was called um, maybe like Sugar Fix or Sugar Something. And it was about big sugar. Like there's literally big sugar. It's a real thing, just like big tobacco. Is it really? or big spinach? Or big spinach, yeah. <laughs> um, but like people who lobby for, you know, sugar, sugar. consumption uh-huh. and how to get like sugar and dairy That's and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in the documentary, there was a doctor who was talking about uh, when you juice and use strawberries as an example, mm-hmm. if you juice or blend strawberries and you drink it, it's too much sugar for your um liver is that where it goes your liver to process yeah your pancreas to process Uh but if you eat the same amount of strawberries because you're chewing the amount of time it takes your body to digest that sugar is Ah. good Mm -hmm. but if you're juicing or blending when you're intaking it so quickly he was saying it's almost the same as just eating a candy bar because you're because your pancreas can't tell the difference insulin to um, go against how much sugar you just, so it's such a big sugar rush and your pancreas is like insulin, bring it down. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, like there are, you know, you get good sugar from fruits, Mm -hmm. but like sugar is sugar to your body. Like your, your body is making insulin, no matter if the sugar comes from a strawberry or from a candy bar. Mm -hmm. Ariel. Yes. Have you seen a commercial? Because you're basically describing this commercial that was around in the nineties. Okay. I say it to Keith all the time in the house. I don't know if it was just a Midwestern thing. Okay. But it's a farmer walking through a field of corn and he's lightly touching oh, all the corn. I've heard you say and this. And he's go he goes, uh, sugar sugar, cane sugar, corn sugar. Your body can't tell the difference. Oh and it was my it was gosh. again big sugar advocating <laughs> that high fructose corn syrup was the same as eating like cane sugar. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's nuts. But when you said so, sugar is sugar, I was like, oh, the commercial. <laughs> I mean, but but I I I am legitimately asking, like, are they different? Like, I know that one is better for you than the other. At least I think that they are. You know, I've, I I don't discriminate against sugar. Yeah, I've, you I know. Sugar like, is. I feel like I feel like sugar from cane sugar is supposed to be better. But, and, and, and of course I know that like, you know, that the sugar from fruits is better for you because you're also eating fruit, mm-hmm. you know, and you're getting all those vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but to like, to your body, to your pancreas, mm-hmm. the sugar that comes from a strawberry versus the sugar that comes from, uh, a, a, a candy bar is mm-hmm. the same. Right. Oh, and so I I think high fructose corn syrup is just processed more. Yeah. It's not a liquid at room temperature. It's just, it's just processed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, processing is, is bad for a lot of reasons. And, you know, cause 
your body has to like work through all of those preservatives and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and so maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know. Well, don't you know what? Know. Sound off in the comments. Sugar, sugar. Let us know. <laughs> let us know what you think. You know, we. I. I have definitely been influenced by. Uh, it just you know the the stuff at Whole Foods being like, oh well, obviously cane sugar is it has to be better than high fructose corn syrup. You know, it's like you sort of get these tidbits of information, but you never. I certainly uh, just I never really understand why. I kind mm -hmm. of take it at face value, mm -hmm. um, which maybe I shouldn't. Well, do you guys want to pivot? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I recently unearthed a book that I have not read. In, I was going to say in a long time, but really ever, really ever. Let's, let's be completely honest. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge book. Oh my gosh. It's a, a good, Bible. A good three inches thick over here. Amy Vanderbilt, complete book of etiquette, 50th anniversary edition. Mm. And this book, I don't even remember why I got it or where I got it, but I thought it was important to have. Have you guys ever owned an etiquette book? I can't say I have. No? No. No. I do have a question, though. Is yes. she related to Gloria Van Vilt Yes. And Anderson Cooper. Is it Anderson Cooper's sister? I have no idea. I did not know that Anderson Cooper was related to the Vanderbilts. Yes. I mean, I think he got everything <laughs> he got because he is very a very talented journalist, but like... <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> and Vanderbilt University. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think the Vanderbilts are a pretty big family, kind of like the Kennedys. Oh, they're like the Rockefellers. Ah. Yeah. But I understand that, that like the Rockefellers are a big deal, but uh. there's no like John Rockefeller who's going to, you know, college somewhere. You know, I feel like the Vanderbilts are still, still like just hanging still out kicking. in the, like amongst the, the plebs, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and and the same with the Kennedys. Like I haven't, I've never met a Rockefeller. I've never heard of a Rockefeller in the in the news or anything like that. Yeah, I definitely know the name. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Anderson aside from Rockefeller, Rockefeller Center, right? Do you think they change their names? Do you think the people with those really recognizable names will change their name to not be so recognizable? Hmm. I don't know. I bet. Let me look up a list. See who's a Rockefeller. <laughs> <laughs> They they married out the name. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Oh, the most prominent modern Rockefeller, David, <gasps> died in 2017 at the age of 101. Dang. Whoa. His son, David Rockefeller Jr., is the current chair of the Principal Family Foundation and worth considerably less than his late father. Huh. Huh. How about that? Oh, yeah. From the Rockefellers to the Rothschilds. How, how five old money dynasties live today. Yeah, I wonder if they're just like living in the houses that they bought a hundred years ago. And I wonder where Cooper comes from. Hmm. Anderson Cooper. Maybe that's his dad's name. Because hmm. his mom is the Vanderbilt. See, there you go. Well, speaking <laughs> of Vanderbilts, okay, so this book has is supposed to have everything that you could possibly need. And the only time I've ever really thought about etiquette was when. People give gifts because you're like, okay, well mm -hmm. now you have to send like a thank you note, which I, I now send thank you texts. Mm. How, how do you guys mm -hmm. feel about that? Do you send notes still? Um, for bigger things. Like if it's thank you for coming to a dinner party, uh -huh. text. What if they brought a hostess gift? Like 
if it was a potluck and everyone brought stuff? No, 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 no. I mean, if if you invited people to a dinner party mm-hmm. and they brought also brought like an engraved knife. Whoa. Or flowers. Or flowers. If it was like a housewarming gift, then yeah. You'd send a note? Yeah. If it was like a formal party, then yes. But honestly, I'm horrible at sending cards. Like I told my friends that I was going to send cards in the pandemic because like, oh, this is fun. A lot of my friends live on the East Coast. Like I'm going to be like pen pals and I fell off. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I I have been collecting cards, but probably my since I was a teenager, uh-huh. and I now I just have a bunch of cards because I don't send them. <laughs> I always feel a little pang of guilt whenever somebody sends me a thank you note, mm-hmm. like through the mail. Mm-hmm. I I I kind of you know I'm like oh that person really has it together, mm-hmm. but then I'm also like, and you really don't, Ariel. <laughs> you really really don't. I don't know. I just like, I, I enjoy giving gifts. And then when somebody sends like such a formal thank you for it, I'm like, I don't know. It makes me feel weird. (laughs) I saw a thing online that was for, um, like weddings and baby showers. Now Uh people will, the person giving the gift to like the bride and groom, bride and bride, groom and groom, Uh whatever the case may be. (laughs) Um, and the the parents, yeah, happy couple, happy parents. Um, they'll write in the card, like, don't send me like a part of my gift to you is that you don't have to send me a thank you card. It's Mm. totally okay. Oh, that's, and I've started doing that at like any wedding, any gift thing where we give a card. I'm like, and please don't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause remember for like the wedding, it was like, Oh, it just never ended. Yeah. Yeah. You had first you had the shower and by the time the shower thank yous were sent out, you had to do the wedding thank yous. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was a lot of thank yous. And I was like, oh, your poor fingers. I'm sure you were calloused. Yeah. It took a while, but you know, you got to do it. Mm -hmm. You got to do it. I think you got to do do it. it. Mm -hmm. But I did like that. So pro tip, anyone going to a wedding or a shower or anything, throw that in there as an extra gift to the, to the host. Oh my, there's a lot of wedding information. Whoa. We have wedding attire, second weddings, Something old, something new, something borrowed, something blue. Wedding cakes, wedding ceremonies. What do you guys want to know about? You want to know about thank you notes? Yeah. What's the what's the etiquette? I mean, I assume the etiquette book is going to say to send thank you notes. I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Well, after we look at thank you notes, my mom was always super stressed out anytime she took me to Peru and we would have dinner parties with uh, friends and family. Uh-huh. In, I never took a tillion or, or anything like that, but some of my friends did. And there was always, me and my mom would fight about this. She's like, okay, when you're eating dinner, you eat with your dominant hand. Your dominant hand holds your fork. Yes. Your non-dominant hand needs to be right next to your plate. And then my friends from Cotillion were telling me like, no, you put, you don't keep that hand there. And I was always stressed out going to dinner parties with my mom because this was the first time I'd meet her friends after like years at a time. Because right. we go like every year, every couple years, depending on vacations and things like that. And I just always had this debate with my mom. And I think that maybe etiquette could just be cultural. Like it, in oh, certain absolutely. cultures, it's mm-hmm. okay to do this. In other cultures, it's not. But according absolutely. to this etiquette book, where hand placement. Hand placement. <laughs> also, what is cotillion for those? Oh, oh yes. Like me. <laughs> I was like, what is I've cotillion before? I've heard of cotillion. I don't know I, what it means. The only okay. thing I know about it is that you learn how to eat properly at a dinner <laughs> table and you learn how to dance. You learn how to dance. So yeah. I, I did cotillion. So it's like a class. 
It's yes. a class. It's like a rite of passage in a way because mm-hmm. it's a uh, it's a coming out of uh, you know for okay so. I, I believe, I believe that it started, you know how women used to, um, like come out for is a it season. Like, is it like debutante? Yes. Yeah. It's exactly oh, debutante. Yeah. So, so, realize. so cotillion, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's basically an, an, like another word for, for a debutante ball or something like mm-hmm. that. But you're mm-hmm. like, you're like entering the, the dating world, uh, and you know, like you're, you're, going out for a season or, you know, something like that. So, and so after, but I know both men and women attended. Cotillion. Both men and women attended cotillion. So, um, yeah, because, because men also have to, you know, like enter the dating world. And so, uh, so, so basically, uh, like, I, I guess in modern day or how, ha- or what I did was, um, you sign up for cotillion classes mm-hmm. and you, you don't have to, but it's, um, it's like a fun thing that, that people do. And it's a really great way to meet guys that are not, that don't go to your school <laughs> because you know, like the cotillion classes aren't school-based there. I think ours was through the rotary club. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and so they like, they have a, a dance instructor and you go to dance classes and you go to etiquette classes. What kind of dances would you learn? Oh my gosh. Uh, we, we learned all of the, the, um, traditional dances. So like the Foxtrot and the waltz and, uh, you know, like all the ones that have the steps that are like one, two, three, one, <laughs> two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, but they would randomly match you up with like a girl and a guy would have to match up. Mm-hmm. And then if there weren't enough guys, then two girls would have to dance together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was always really fun because like, it was really, uh, <laughs> for me, uh, I was always very nervous to dance with a boy. And so I would be like, I I'll be the one to dance with a girl. It like, I'm totally cool with that. Um, but yeah, so you would have like two hours of dance instruction and then you, and then like every Tuesday after school or something like that. And then on Thursdays you would have, um, sort of the etiquette instruction where you would, they would kind of go through a class of all the different forks and knives and mm-hmm. all of that sort of thing. And then it ended in this like dance, um, where you were a white dress and oh, you God. had to, yeah. And you had to invite, um, you had to have a date, like you had to come with a date. And so, uh, the, the girls, uh, I, I guess the girls asked the guys, I, but maybe the guys asked the girls. Mm-hmm. I guess. I don't think it really mattered, but and a lot a- of times your parents would ask, like you would go with a, a family friend. And oh. so like your parents would ask the other parents, like, Do, does your son want to go to cotillion with my daughter? Like that sort of thing. Oh. Um, yeah. So that was really interesting. Was it anything else besides table manners and dancing? <sighs> do we do anything else? Social, social manners, mm-hmm, you know, okay. and, and sort of like, um, <clears throat> I th- we might've even done like floral stuff like flower arranging oh, or something like whoa. that it's reminding me of a uh, she's the man with amanda Bynes. it sounds like what she did <laughs> what did she do i don't in that oh have you not seen she's the man um, you, uh, <gasps> no what? i don't think so it's such a cute you movie you, you have, have to see it. it well I, you'll oh. love it i can't we, well, we can't spoil it yeah. now it's well we can't a little bit it's based on um <laughs> you could spoil it. <laughs> it's, it's kind of been out for a long time it's with channing tatum and amanda Bynes. Mm-hmm. channing tatum yeah <gasps> a young channing tatum mm-hmm. and um it's what two gentlemen of verona is what mm-hmm. it's based on i think so yeah. Oh, so it's it's like a Shakespearean. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. In the same vein as like how 10 things I hate about you. And 
Two Gentlemen of Verona, a, a woman pretends that she's a man. Yes. Got it. No, this is. Now I, I can see one. where. I got the wrong one. <gasps> Twelfth Night. That's the one. Twelfth yes. Night. I remember seeing that in, in a theater. And yeah. And so so the. Yes. The, the man. No, the girl pretends that she's a man. Yeah. So that she could meet a guy. <gasps> no. So that mm -hmm. she could like advance in the world. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, but uh, Maggie, you wanted to know about table manners, mm -hmm. right? Okay, tailgate picnics. <gasps> There's etiquette for tailgates. Tailgate? Apparently, anything okay. goes. Like, bring I a six pack. <laughs> Let's see. We'll we'll start with table manners. No, I want to hear the tailgate. You want to hear tailgate? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll I'll go tailgate. There's so much good stuff in here. Uh, tattoos is in here as well. What? Uh, okay. Tailgate picnics. Pitch two. What are the, okay. Oh, maybe you, like tipping. How much tip your tattoo artist? <laughs> I hope. <laughs> Read the tattoo one. Ariel, you can't just say this well, and like skim over and find table manners. Skim That's around this. Norfest. Okay. Picnics. Picnics. Uh, all styles of picnics are correct, and it's totally a matter of personal choice. <laughs> As I'm so whether, glad. As to whether you want to eat off plastic plates or real china, you can improve. No, you can improvise with empty food jars and plastic containers from your kitchen, or you can go all out and buy a fully equipped wicker picnic basket. Additionally, the style of picnic is far less important than the food and the company, and of course, the weather. Uh, tailgate picnics do not differ from other picnics. They too can be simple or elaborate. They evolve with the arrival of the station wagon. The tailgate is let down and becomes a table from which to serve the food. While the first tailgate picnics usually took place at football stadiums, Today, any event can be the occasion for a tailgate picnic, and you may no longer need a station wagon. All you need are folding chairs or a blanket to sit on, the picnic food, and a few good friends. I didn't realize the station wagon was the start of tailgates. I, I always was so jealous of my friends who had station wagons. Really? You had friends that had station wagons? Are these station wagons the same car that had the flipped seats where in traffic you could just see usually two children? Is that what a station wagon is? I think that yeah station wagons did have the flip yeah, seats like in the back really long yeah and when i, I thought those were so cool I thought, <laughs> I, I thought they were cool too but i didn't know anybody had one yeah a couple of my friends did that's especially cool. when we'd go on road trips oh that's we awesome. would sometimes go to san diego and a family friend would just wave wave at us from uh, you know, every couple hours and we'd be like are we there yet <laughs> that's adorable okay you guys want to hear tattoos go <laughs> okay uh -huh. oh oh here we go Braces, pierced ears, and other trends. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Those are not trends. Braces, pierced ears, and tattoos. Trendy or not? And other trends. Adolescents can become quite sensitive about their appearance. So it can be traumatic when they have to wear orthodontic braces. <laughs> Yeah, true. True. <laughs> Never make light of your child's anguish over braces, glasses. Uh, you, you may know that she will blossom into a swan, but your knowledge won't help the feelings of an insecure teenager sympathize with her. Hair, because it is so obvious, easy, and cheap to, to manipulate and color, has always oh, been what? a frontline. Cheap to color a freshly <laughs> blonde girl, you're saying, uh-uh. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it has always been a frontline symbol of teenage rebellion. The 60s had long, greasy, hippie hair. The 17s, the, the 70s, purple mohawks. And the 80s, razor cuts. The 90s, dreadlocks. And one can fairly predict- what? 
that most <laughs> teenagers will continue to use hairstyles as a quick way to identify someone who's in or out. The best part of an outrageous teenage haircut, at least from the teenager's point of view, however, is its unparalleled ability to drive parents crazy. <laughs> Shocked, furious reactions from adults only make it that much more attractive. All right, let me find tattoos. Here we go. Um, pierced ears are very common these days, not only among girls, but among boys. One fad is to have multiple holes in each ear. Some <laughs> even have their noses pierced. Tattoos OMG. have also ris risen in favor. Reason is your best defense. Point out that many potential employers or college interviewers oh, may no. look upon these fashion trends as oh, frivolous no. or unkempt, or that being tattooed hurts. And it is even more painful <laughs> okay. if she decides that she is no longer in love with John and wants the name removed. <laughs> Uh, you might even try explaining how fads of your own youth became an embarrassment in later years. Mm. Wow. She sounds like a Vanderbilt. She takes a... <laughs> sounds like a rich-ass white woman. <laughs> she, she really took a stance on Jesus. tattoos. Uh, wow, that's very funny. Uh, if you are adamant about keeping your child from conforming, you may want to try laying down the law. Oh. Tell her that she is forbidden to go along with her crowd in any kind of bodily mutilation. <gasps> wow. Explain that tattoos and piercing are painful and you'd like to know what she hopes to accomplish by them. Talk to her about her friends who have had these things done. Perhaps you can help her come to the conclusion that these practices are foolish. Goodness. <laughs> Tell her that she is free to do whatever she wishes. When Except she gets for out, tattoos, piercings, or braces. <laughs> when we are braces, tell her she's free to do whatever she wishes when she gets out on her own. But that is, my, my parents used that on me. They mm. said that I could do whatever I wanted when I was 18. Mm. But until then. Kind of, wow. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but as long as she lives in your house, she must abide by your rules. Explain that if she comes home with a nose ring or 10 earrings in her ears, you will expect her to take them out. If she comes home with a tattoo, you will take her to a plastic surgeon <laughs> to have it removed. Jeez. And she will be expected to pay for the removal out of her allowance. Whoa. Well, how much is her allowance for laser tattoo <laughs> removal? I mean, she, she's she a Vanderbilt. Is a Vanderbilt. <laughs> <laughs> she's like with her $20,000 weekly allowance. <laughs> you will be expected to pay for the removal yourself. Oh my have you, God. Have you told the story of your tat? Yeah, we did on this podcast. We did. I've, I thought so. For all the young parents out there, don't tell your kids they can't do it because they're going to want to make it. them do it. They're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. They're just going to get it in a place where you can't yeah. see it. Wouldn't you rather them tell you the truth instead of them lying to you for like eight years? That's how I feel. I feel like, yeah, you just just tell me the truth. <clears throat> you know, yeah. we'll talk about it as as adults. Uh and then you can decide to do whatever you want to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's your body, baby. Your body. That's right. Mm -hmm. Body autonomy. That's something that they're teaching like parents to to give kids these days is like, you know, um, in like Montessori schools and stuff, they'll be like, okay, can I change your diaper now? Okay. What's the, pff, can uh, okay. I change your diaper? <laughs> I know. Right, I'm changing to a baby. <laughs> to, to a baby. Yeah. Finley, may I change you just, your you, stinky poo poo? You start them young. You start them yeah. young. And I, what I, is Montessori Ariel? Oh, what is Montessori? Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's a type <gasps> of, of like learning, uh, environment, 
um, learning uh, what like pedagogy. They do a lot of uh, things like learning how to pour water and, and, and they don't use a lot of uh, like toys. They use real things instead of toys, you know? So, so instead of giving a kid like a pretend piano, they would just give them a piano, you know? Like a baby grand? Maybe like a baby grand. I don't know. Yeah, or like a keyboard or something. <clears throat> um, you know, so so uh and and part of it, so part of the reason that that I have read up on uh Montessori is because <clears throat> one of the things is that uh that a a, ch- a child's space should be beautiful and mm. um that like in turn makes them sort of respect their environment and and like uh, you teach kids to clean up. After so like they take something off the shelf mm-hmm. and play with it mm-hmm. and then they clean it up and then put it back. That's like one of the one of the big things. I read a book about Montessori uh, a couple years back, um, and obviously I took away a lot. From <laughs> I had one friend who went to Montessori very young, but I actually never. I never. I didn't think to read up on it. So oh, is yeah. it a school that you can go to? You go to a Montessori school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For I like actually, K through 12? Uh, or like, is uh, it a baby thing? I went to a Montessori school until uh, first grade. So it's it's uh, like preschool through kindergarten. But I think you could probably go to a Montessori. You can do K through 12. <gasps> K through 12. Miles is like, can confirm I was a Montessori child. <laughs> uh, there's all these different styles of, of like teaching. Um, one of the ones that Rachel really likes these days, oh, this would be such a good conversation to have with Rachel because she knows all of them. Uh, she likes R-I-E. It's the R-I-E method, which I think that actually is is where I learned about this um, like body autonomy thing where you like, you know what? Let's 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 put let's put a pin in this and let's talk about this in a in a later pod episode with Rach. Uh and she and I can can like go over all the different ones and I'll read up so that I'm not spouting uh misinformation. Yeah, and we can ask our uh, parents, As I always do. <laughs> we can ask our parents what kind of school oh, yeah. we, I went to a place called Kinder Care. I know. I bet I bet your mom is had. way into like she's gonna know all of these. Don't you think? Uh, I don't. I went to publicly funded schools. So did I. So did <laughs> oh, I. Montessori schools are public schools. No, I, I went to so I went to Montessori school for preschool, and then I went oh, okay. to regular public school. Uh, well, I think Finn is getting a little fussy, so we're gonna end this one. <laughs> we'll check in with our moms and check in with our other resident mom, Rachel. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. We're gonna go give Finley some snuggle wuggle time. And we will see you guys next week. Make sure you like, follow, subscribe, and rate us four stars. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Bye.